0: Hello Nevadans. This is the NV Politics podcast where we discuss local political hot topics in the state of Nevada to keep you informed on what's going on. We're your hosts. I'm Dominique Levanti,
1: And I'm Tim Hannaford.
0: We are recording this episode of NV Politics on April 13th, 2023. So let's get into it. Okay, so we skipped last week. Well, we didn't. I took a vacation, we tried to record, had technical issues. So There last- was some
1: stuff, there may or may not be some clips that exist that you may or may not hear, but yeah. it's not a full episode, it is what it is.
0: That's right. Um, recording from a, a an RV is not ideal in the middle of nowhere. It was a good learning experience. <laughs> but not today, we're back and we're ready. So... Um-
1: with it, with it being April 13th, something that we do want to discuss, especially knowing Nevada politics, is tomorrow is one of the first major deadlines for our Nevada legislature. Mm. Tomorrow is the first deadline for committee passage, which okay. means for the bill to be pretty much seen in either side of the legislature, it has to be passed out of the committee by tomorrow. Mm. So They're by exciting. the 14th, if bills are not fully out of their committees, at least from my rough understanding, it might be tonight, but I think it's tomorrow night, they might not actually see the light of day. Okay. So there's a lot of work today. I was reading something earlier on how full committees had full days of work that they had to do, or legislature legislators had full days of work that they had to do because there were so many committee hearings our legislature isn't—they're not very efficient, so mm. there's a lot happening in a very short amount of time just to get bills out of their first hearing.
0: I All digress. Right. Well, they've got a day to do it, and hopefully yep. next week we can do some reporting on that. I think that'll be exciting. Today we are going to be talking about retirement. Now there is a bill. SB 305 that is recently, it was recently introduced in the legislature regarding state backed retirement plans for private workers in Nevada. While neither Tim and myself are quite nearing retirement age, it still feels personally relevant to me. Uh, Both my parents are nearing retirement age. And um, hi, Dad. I know you're listening to this. I think next month is your time, so more fishing for you, uh, you know, my I, dad... I
1: I could make my dad listen to to our podcasts He's my retired dad from one listens job. to
0: every episode, so that's why I'm I, saying hi I know you're listening dad
1: i I don't I don't think my parents know I do a podcast, so maybe I should tell them, and then they'll listen. So this is on me. I take full responsibility and accept this being in the episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Deal. We will keep it. Okay, so this bill, I'll give a really high-level overview, and then we're just going to kind of pick it apart.
1: Any holes, I'll add in.
0: Yeah. So the Nevada Independent reported on April 10th about the bill SB305. Ultimately, this bill uh, has supporters that are arguing that the state is facing a ticking time bomb, is the phrase that was used, with an estimated 50% of Nevadans in the private sector or 593,000 people working for businesses that don't offer a retirement plan, which will down the road likely put immense pressure on social service programs such as Social Security or food stamps. So. You know, you might even consider those with small businesses who don't have a retirement plan. Um, There's a lot of uh, our small businesses in our state where maybe that's not something that they had set up. So that's the gist of it. Um, Ultimately, our legislatures, this is being presented by Senator Dallas Harris, Um, explain that the way this bill would work is create a Nevada employee savings trust within the state treasurer's office. It would automatically enroll private sector employees and they can opt out if they wish. It would cost the state and businesses nothing. It's completely run on the fees of the participants and the employers that offer it have to have been in business for at least three years. So, This is kind of the gist of what the bill is suggesting. It is the third time that Nevada has tried to pass legislation in support of state-backed retirement. It's failed twice before, but 12 other states have already adopted similar laws. Well,
1: at least the first thing that I want to highlight, because it's the first problem that I have about it, is that it creates a board regarding it. And the board yes. that would control it and create all the regulations and, you know, push this forward. Yes, it's appointed by various groups of people, I believe, in a way to make sure that the governor will actually pass said bill if it ever makes it to his desk. So there's, try, there's equal consideration of how the board will be filled, but... At least my first big problem with the idea of making a board, and especially with how I read the text of they're going to make this board to try and look at the overall what can be done, or, or, you know, the board's going to put out some resources to do some research to figure out what needs to happen. I'm hearing this time and time again across our state government, across our local just Reno government, and across our federal government, where... They're creating studies, they're creating panels, they're creating boards to research problems that the public is already outcrying is a problem. And it is very clearly a problem. And they're creating a board to research how much of a problem it is, or if it is a problem, or to the extent...
0: My understanding that it uh, almost operates just as an oversight committee for the program right that that there is actually going to be a dedicated department to make sure it's running appropriately uh, is kind of how i interpreted it now i could be wrong but i i think that's good because there have been other bills that are passed where it's like okay so who's gonna do this who's gonna own it and so i thought it was actually really descriptive in that
1: and and this could be where neither of us are legal lawyers so yeah. you know <laughs> you i got that right yeah we're we're <laughs> roughly reading the bill our interpretations of it might be wrong i yeah. i took it very much as a oh we're creating a board to look at the problem where <laughs> we have a real problem to fix you might be right
0: okay that so that, that was
1: my first problem what's yeah. your first problem with it cuz i got two more
0: okay i'm going to share some of the opposition that they they are receiving for the bill. And some of this opposition is coming from a member of the Nevada chapter of the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. His name is Neil Waters. And essentially... Waters submitted a testimony arguing that financial planning decisions are best made in consultation with financial service professionals and the public has confidence in the private sector to meet those needs. So my interpretation of this opposition is that those who are in opposition seem to be from the private financial sector and are concerned with funneling retirement plan opportunities or money or profits away from the private sector and allowing the government to oversee. And this could essentially cause them to lose out on opportunities for profiteering. Uh, But if employees are automatically enrolled as they are in Social Security They are more likely to contribute rather than seek out their own retirement plan through a personal financial planner. Uh, Personally, I'm a firm believer that systems trump willpower. And if somebody chooses not to use this program, they can simply opt out, unlike Social Security. So that's some of the opposition that's coming that again, sounds like from the financial private sector feels like they're missing out on some business opportunities. Uh, but again, there's my own thoughts and rebuttal to that.
1: Yeah. I was about to say, it sounds like the real issue is that they're just mad that the board may not talk with them about what the board decides and they Mm -hmm. want an active voice in it. Um, I will say that the, Oh, God, how do I say this? I'm not going to say it politically correct. The Democrat brain in me definitely went to the point where some of these businesses right now might be upset with the fact that the board is comprised of one secretary of the treasurer and then uh, assembly and the Senate
0: mm-hmm. leader mm-hmm.
1: appointees, which means that three of the appointees are done by Democrats and republicans are a little bit more pro private insurance, pro private business and no
0: entitlements sort of doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. if
1: this were to go through right now, they're going to be fight the the private industry would be fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. Whereas in possibly a year or two, they might be hoping it's a easier battle cuz it might be 3-2 on the other side instead of 3-2 Dems versus Republicans. Sure. That might be the pessimist in me, and I hope that that's not actually the case, but one of those things that I think of, and then it, it does kind of, to that side, one of the problems that I did think of with this bill is that there it, it, it does have the potential for, I don't want to say political corruption, but some polit- political swaying. If elections go one way or the other, the board could be heavily swayed or heavily leaned one direction or the other. And yes, they're in for four year terms with the possibility of a reappointment in another four years. But say you have a Republican led legislature or, or Senate, a Republican led assembly in the state legislature, and then a Republican governor, a Republican treasurer, or, you know, say you have one of those that's not a Republican, that board could be highly swayed for a four year period. And it could go the other. It could go the right. other way as well. I don't want to dissuade. You know, you could have four Democrats on that board, and it it goes both ways. So I don't know. I just see there being the potential for a lot of partisanship over actual moving forward. So. Yeah.
0: I, I think that's just a, a reality of the structure of our government system, honestly. But I, I do want to give some background information on some of this to allow us to have more context for how some of this could land. Yep. So the Social Security Administration, uh, they stayed on their website, it says this, as a result of changes to Social Security enacted in 1983... Benefits are now expected to be payable in full on a timely basis until 2037 when the trust fund reserves are projected to become exhausted, which is well before I'm expected to reach retirement age around 2050. And by the time you hit it, Tim, there's I, definitely going to be nothing left. Okay. I, I,
1: I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I was going to let you finish because <laughs> I, I kind of have some long, Long thoughts on everything
0: okay, let me throw this last part out, okay um additionally, a Wall Street journal article from march thirty first so two weeks ago states uh that social security comprises ninety percent or more of retirement income, which averages about eighteen twenty five a month in benefits, so ninety percent or more of retired Americans use social security benefits uh and one last statistic this is as of january of this year 64 percent of americans live paycheck to paycheck so (laughs) as we are considering the opposition that i've already talked about from neil waters about hey let the private sector be used to create this 401ks and the iras for the public we can do it better for them the reality is that again systems trump willpower at this point it's clear americans are not great at saving voluntarily (laughs) <laughs> okay.
1: I agree with what this bill is trying to do, but I don't mm-hmm. believe that the over or the only solution is going to be the retirement age, which seems to be what mm-hmm. every politician wants to address is Social Security, social security, retirement pay and making sure that our old people get paid, which is great and I think that that's part of the solution, but that's not the overall overarching solution. I was having a conversation with an older coworker today trying to put it into the, into the frame or putting into the mindset in which they understood what I was saying. I am not arguing for a redistribution of wealth and I'm not saying that those who are making more than me need to be making nothing. But I'm going to put out some numbers and I'm going to just put out some general ideas. Mm-hmm. The minimum wage for the city of Nevada is $12 an hour. Mm-hmm. I have not done the math, but that equates to about... 35 to 40 K a year. The average cost of living on the West Coast is 70 K a year, 70 grand. Mm -hmm. Which means that for the average one person, they need to be making two incomes to afford to live on the West Coast.
0: $25,000 a year would be $12 an hour.
1: That makes my argument even worse. That means that they need to be working (laughs) three incomes to be making the average cost of living on the West coast. Now my coworker tried to face that with, well, yeah, that's because they're an individual person. They need to have a, they need to have a spouse. They need to have a significant other. And then I explained to them, okay, but that means that the cost scales because they tried to say, Oh, the cost of living makes up a lot of that. And I said, all right, let's Mm -hmm. use my rent, which is a higher amount of rent. I pay 20 grand a year in rent
0: right?
1: Oh, that's 20 grand of that 70 grand. You add another person into that. And I live in a one bedroom apartment. If I'm living with a significant other or a partner, I am not. But if I am ideally, I'm not going to say guaranteed, but ideally they're in the same room as me. So we don't need to have another room. They're in the same, same apartment as me. That cost doesn't double,
0: Sure.
1: but that that's only 20 grand of that 70 grand. So that means that the cost of two people on the West Coast is about 120K, which means now they're making, you said the average person's 25 grand.
0: If we, if they went off of minimum wage, yes.
1: Minimum wage income. That means that those two people are working a lot of jobs amongst the two of them to survive. Mm-hmm. The problem isn't just retirement.
0: Sure, absolutely. To your,
1: to your point of saying that 2037 is when social security runs out i'm of a generation and i'd say this maybe 60 65 percent of the, of my generation that i talk to agree with me on this the other 35 hate that i say this and they just don't <laughs> want to agree with me i never plan on retiring <laughs> period
0: look i'm the same I'm, way i don't I'm either gonna, I'm a workaholic. It's not not by
1: choice. No, no, no. It's not because I'm a workaholic. I understand that I'm in a system where I will never be able to afford to retire, I'm in a system where I I recognize that I won't have a stable income at that point. I might have a 401k that I build now. Mm -hmm. And by the time that I'm retiring, that 401k is nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's a drop in my income because everything's going so bad. Or on the flip side, which leads me into my break my brain, which I haven't even gotten to Mm -hmm. yet, I might not be around in 30 years. (laughs) We We might not be here. That's, that, the whole, that's, that's the whole that's the whole other thing of like you're asking a generation to say, Oh, be thankful that we're setting up a retirement fund for thirty years in the future to a generation that doesn't know what thirty years in the future looks like. The the overall problem and the thing that our politicians keep doing is they keep trying to focus on the retirement age because the largest voting base of their population, of their voting demographic is yeah. 60 or is 55, yeah. 50 year olds and up for sure. That's because the 30 and unders are so neglected by the system. We don't want to fricking vote. <laughs> like we're so tired of it. We don't like, why are we voting? Cause you care about the old people. Like we have to be addressing every single part of the, the sector. And I'm not just saying the 30 year olds, we need to be looking at the environment that the 18 year olds are in mm-hmm. the 30 year olds are, are in the 40 year olds are in. At the end of the conversation that I was having with someone who was older than me at work, they left with saying, I, it's true that my generation and I, I faced problems that you never faced, but your generation is facing problems that I can't even fathom. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how to address because I never had to. And I, I quite frankly, don't want to. I don't think he said that, and I'm going gonna—I'm not going to say that he did. He sure, didn't sure. say that, but it, it, it was implied with what he was saying of like, he was at least open to hearing what I was saying, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're not his problems. Yeah. What have we been saying in many podcasts? And this isn't my broke my brain, but it's been at least across my Twitter feed, so it needs to be out there. Senator Feinstein has gotten increased calls to resign simply due due to her lack of showing up because Mm -hmm. it might be her age, it Mm -hmm. might be her general well-being. Mm -hmm. I hope her all the best and I hope her a speedy Mm -hmm. recovery, but at the same time, we need to be moving forward and we can't be pausing just for one's health and pride. There are larger things at stake and... I'm. I'm gonna just. I'm just gonna end. I'm gonna end what I'm gonna say there without insulting our our leaders.
0: And you don't need to. I. I think ultimately what we're saying is we need representation across age group demographics within. Not just
1: representation though. Just general policies.
0: Yes. We need to not be addressing
1: just retirement. Yeah.
0: They're gonna fight for those policies for the their demographic.
1: But, but to put it in perspective of Nevada and our mm-hmm. workers, mm-hmm. just to extract it out of ourselves, yes. we need to be fighting for a higher retirement or a better retirement policy for our private sector. So I fully support what this bill is trying to put mm-hmm. forward. Let's just say that I fully support this bill. Mm-hmm. But we also need to be working to increase the minimum wage of our state employees beyond $12 an hour. We need to be working to close the wage gap between the 1% and the CEOs and the upper parts of our general society and our lower parts. I'm not saying that they need to be paying nothing, but if you have a CEO who's being paid $25 million and is laying off employees in their company... There might be some discrepancy that needs to be made because it's mm-hmm. hard to justify one individual person making $25 million in an annual year. And those are made up numbers in a made up situation. That's not actually referencing any company, but I know that that can it be applied exists. to companies.
0: I went back and forth on my broke my brain. And the first one was about exactly what you're talking about. Oh, mine's comparing, entirely
1: different. So <laughs> Comparing
0: billionaires in Nevada to the common median income yeah. Uh, worker and we need to tax the rich. Yeah. Period.
1: And I, I'm I'm not saying that they deserve nothing because uh, that won't win any arguments that won't win any hearts. And despite how much I might believe it, it's, it's, it's not the winning argument, but
0: I don't know why anyone would be upset with, with still being able to be a multimillionaire. Well, you know they're what i mean
1: because they're not making multi multi millionaires cuz they the can't whole, like, because it's
0: harder to make billions
1: hey um, <laughs> we, we had this discussion earlier there are a million different theories on what drives human motivation yep but i can at least argue that i think it's a multitude of things i don't think it's one thing and i think that one of those things may or may not be greed however much oh, yeah, some of the most non greedy people want to fight it, there is still some some greed there, and it, it sucks. I hate mm-hmm. it, but it's but a if, motivator.
0: Yes. So, if we were to wrap this thing up here... Pass oh, the bill! <laughs> pass the bill. Look, the bill is not going to help people who are retiring right now. It's too late. It's not for them. It's for me. It's for Tim, if we're still no, I, around. I, if we're I still actually, here. I
1: actually... I I don't think it's for us. I think it's for those who are older than us, but I still think it's needed.
0: Well, I'm close to 40, so I'm going to say it's for me.
1: (laughs) You you know, it's for you. It's not for me. I I will say that. But I'm of the mindset of I don't think it's for me, and I will still argue that it's needed because I learned in my last campaign, as a young person, I can't discredit those who are old. But as a young person, I will also adamantly fight for those who are old, remembering those who are young. It's a two way street, Mm -hmm. and we have to remember that we have to fight for everyone, and everyone has to be involved, not just one group or the other.
0: Agreed. So let's see what happens with this bill. Yes. Where it lands, and uh, let's talk about what broke our brains. You want to go first?
1: Sure, I'll go first. Um, (laughs) I'm going to keep mine succinct and easy because it's. Less of a brain breaker and more of a just, I'm pissed off and done with everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, a little shy of two years ago, I was inspired to run for office because of some reports that came out of the UN about our environment. And most recently there have been more scary reports from the UN about our environment. Mm-hmm. And what's really broken my brain isn't the contents of those reports, because those reports contents are beyond scary. And I'm not even going to summarize them, but our world is warming rapidly and we have maybe 10 years to save it. But it's the lack of media coverage. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that before I read about the, the rainforest disappearing from CNN, and now I'm just hearing about it from activists on Twitter. There is nothing in mainstream media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to be able to die of old age, not die of environmental crisis. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. I'm just, I I can't get it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Well, you know, it's one of those things that we've just never had to truly take seriously. And. And the alarm has been sounding for so long and people just cannot wrap their minds around it.
1: And I th- I think that's the other thing. I mean, growing up, I was told, oh, it's a problem in 40 years. Right. But like, it's a problem. It doesn't matter if it's in 40 years. there's a fucking problem. Why aren't we addressing it now? Why are we put Like, I... I said this in an interview, and I'm not going to get into the context of the interview or anything, but the question is, is what was the best thing that you learned of your campaign? And it is never put anything off to tomorrow because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Mm. If something can be addressed tomorrow, but it can also be addressed today, address it today. Yeah. Because issues of tomorrow could be sidelined. They could be added on to. There could be a million different barriers that come up that happen between now and tomorrow. And if you have the choice of today and tomorrow and you have both choices, go with today. Because problems of tomorrow will never get addressed.
0: Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. It is a brain breaker. It really is. And, um, you know, let's get you an office. Both get yeah. in office and uh, do something about this. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and I've and here's the other thing. My my brain breaker. I didn't hear about it from office people. I didn't hear about it from you know great names. I heard about it from social activists. And yes, they might be nepo babies, and that <laughs> fucking kills me because they are nepo babies. But <laughs> they're at least nepo babies that are trying to do something with their lives. Yeah. And they're getting a voice out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's continue this fight. You know. Yes. All right. So my broke my brain. Um, Is it's an accidental f word? If I'm really honest, okay. I didn't know that this was coming from Florida until I just had to get a couple more details. <laughs> oh God.
1: That F word. I was like, where are we going with yeah. this?
0: No, it, it was an accident. <laughs> I wasn't planning on this, but it happened. Okay. So the Hill reported that state representative Webster Barnaby, who's a Republican uh, on Monday, he on video likened transgender people to mutants from another planet while arguing in favor of a bill that would make it a crime for transgender people in Florida to use public restrooms consistent with their gender identity.
1: So my before you even go into it, my first thought when you say mutant from another planet, I recently watched the most recent Spider-Man movie. <laughs> and for some odd reason, my brain immediately went to... Uh, Oh, God, I'm even forgetting his name now. I feel like a horrible Marvel fan. The, um, <laughs> uh, like, octopus, not, not Doc Ock. Oh, Oc, yeah. Um, the, uh, the crocodile, oh, like, nope. villain Mm-mm, in no Spider-Man, no. where the human doctor turns himself into a lizard crocodile. And for some odd reason, that's where my brain went when you said, aliens from another planet. Hey. And I still think of him as worse than, like, every single transgender individual I've ever met who I may yeah. or may not have known as transgender because most just, of them, they have to tell me they're transgender for me to be like, Oh wait, you are. Oh, well, yeah. Hey, good for you, man. Good. Good yeah. on you. I'll
0: That's <laughs> the reality. Most of us your just life. don't yeah. even know. Cause they're just living their life. Yeah, so but, I actually want to good play. God. I'm going to play a clip.
1: Yeah, please. please so do. we
0: can hear this and, uh, listen I'm gonna to... Look up, I'm
1: going to look up this Spider-Man enemy's name, so...
0: <laughs> and we're going to hear what Representative Webster Barnaby had to say.
2: And it's like I'm watching an X-Men movie uh, with people that... When you watch the X-Men movies for Marvel Comics, it's like we have mutants living among us on planet Earth. And, you know... people don't like that but that's a fact we have people that live among us today on planet earth that are happy to display themselves as if they were mutants from another planet this is the planet earth where God created men male and women female I'm a proud Christian conservative republican I'm not on the fence. Not on the fence. There is so much darkness in our world today. So much evil in our world today. And so many people who are afraid to address the evil, the dysphoria, the dysfunction. I'm not afraid to address the dysphoria or the dysfunction. The Lord rebuke you, Satan, and all of your demons and all of your imps who come and parade before us. That's right. I called you demons and imps who come and parade before us and pretend that you are part of this world.
0: Okay, I'm literally going to stop it because I can't stand to hear anymore. Uh, As... Someone as, grew- as a sci-fi nerd, I
1: have some corrections that need to be made, first of all. And I'm just going to steamroll this. Because clearly this guy does, is not a fan of Marvel. Because first of all mutants in the Marvel universe are not aliens. Mutants (laughs) are humans that are born on the planet Earth and have a genetic mutation hence why there are X-Men and then there are different aliens that are not part of X-Men that are never defined as mutants within the Marvel universe because guess what they exist in the same Marvel universe that's the first subpoint. so he's already defeating himself (laughs) in his own argument because he doesn't know what he's talking about but then two, I'd like to point out that my example that I made prior to hearing this clip was even more relevant because I did to specifically <laughs> reference a Marvel supervillain which was a mutant, which by the way is Dr. Connors. I looked it up. It's just named Dr. <laughs> Connors in the Marvel Universe. But his you know, name is Dr. Connors. He turns himself into a lizard. Not quite a mutant in the Marvel terms, but in this guy's dumb definition of mutants, he's more of a mutant than what he's saying. And he's still more of a mutant than any of the the people who I have met or Mm -hmm. who have come out to me as transgender because they are actually normal people. Mm -hmm. And that leads me into my third point, which is also just no, just no, this guy is wrong. Just no.
0: Yeah. I, um, I grew up conservative Christian. I went to school for biblical studies to be a pastor. And the things that I believe and were taught to believe as a Christian was to love God and love others. And the things that he said were pure hatred. And I just, I want to empathize from a perspective of, I get that you're struggling with something you don't understand. But at the same time, you took an oath when you took office. And I did pull up the Florida statute for the oath of office. And one of the lines that they had to swear on to take office was, I am qualified to hold office under the constitution of the state in that I will well and faithfully perform at all times the duties of Florida public service, uh, whatever, and on which I am now about to enter a a professional, independent, objective, and nonpartisan manner. And calling people (laughs) demons who are your constituents... I don't think that that is professional or nonpartisan by any means let alone all of the other internal hate hateful dogma that just spewed out. Apparently this guy attempted an apology but he didn't apologize he only apologized for calling transgenders demons. That's it. He stood uh, by everything else he said.
1: Yeah, I wish I could have interjected this before the apology, but this is coming from a state that just banned any abortion past six weeks, six weeks. That's right. which from, I'm not a woman, I'm going to preface this, <laughs> but from from my understanding of how women understand they are pregnant, or at least from the women that I've talked to who have been Slash R Slash had kids Slash may have had kids blah, blah blah Who have been pregnant at one point in their Nobody life?
0: Nobody knows it's six weeks.
1: Yeah, that's what they've told me. That's what that that's what they've all told me. You um, don't even
0: know. You have no idea. So,
1: yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm like. Uh, it,
0: that's the it's, point of it.
1: It's a state of it's a state of just absolute bigotry. So I really feel like that part that policy alone kind of moots the whole. Oh my. I'm a nonpartisan representative in the state of Florida. Like I, nope. I like what, you, I like what you're trying to go for of like, they should be, they should hold up their oath, but I, I think their actions alone speak to the fact that the oath is just a formality.
0: Yeah. So that's what broke my brain. And, um, good old Florida.
1: they come up often
0: (laughs) you know this was really truly accidental because i saw this clip and it broke my heart and when it kept coming back to me and i was like no this is my broke my brain when i went to pull it up to have all the info i was like ah shit it's florida
1: (laughs) Yeah. my Mine's just been like Should've a constant known. every day I go on my Twitter and it's like four or five, like from weather activists, like here's my post of today. And I'm just like,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, c- our brains are broken. Yeah. I think our brains and our hearts are broken today. And I think we'll wrap it up, Tim. But I'm
1: here's at least before I go into the outro that we're throwing together each week. And I'm also okay with this being in the episode because I'm totally all right with this being my segment where I'm just botching every week. (laughs) My motto that I'm taking forward, it might have come from a movie, but I don't care. I'm just trying to do better. I think that's what our overall goal needs to be. And for some odd reason, I was thinking back to a quote that I said to my like eighth grade leadership class or something. Our actions should change the world, so our actions should work to do better. Amen. Now for the outro. Hey, subscribe, listen, like us.
0: Like us. Um,
1: what are we on Apple Podcasts? Or are we on anything else?
0: Not yet. Oh, Maybe my, parent,
1: my parents are going to struggle to listen to this one. <laughs> I will somehow get them to listen, but I know that they only have iPads. So they it'll can be... go to
0: our website and listen right from there.
1: My my parents don't know how to use their Wii. You expect them to go to a website to listen to a podcast? I'm okay with keeping this in two. Okay. Mom, I'm tired of teaching you how to use the Wii. I'm really tired of it. With that being said,
0: I was going to say, do you still want them to listen to this?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. Because I'll keep teaching her how to use the Wii, but at the same time, every time I go home for a holiday, there's something about the Wii. The Wii is archaic technology to begin with, and yet we're still using it. I love them for it. I love it. My dad's still using Pilates tapes that are on VHS or were VHS converted to DVD. I love both of them. They got to listen to this just like the rest of you. Please subscribe. Mm -hmm. Listen. Yeah. Every week we talk about new topics. We're trying to talk about less. So we're talking one topic, our broke our brains.
0: And that's it. Listen,
1: listen every week. We've got new topics, same place, same crazy channel, same crazy antics. Yep.
0: We'll we're trying to keep week. it short,
1: but every recording is too long.
0: We have too much to say.
1: Yeah, way too much. But we thank you. We have many loyal followers. I've learned this throughout mm-hmm. the time. Keep Mm -hmm. following, give us feedback. There's an email. What's the email? Plug the email.
0: It's hello at nvpolitics.com. If there is a topic you want us to break down, email it to us. If you have questions, send it in. And uh, we would love to talk about
1: it. Thank you for listening to my outro. Random every week. It's great. Listen to us next week. Have a great week. Bye.